Hello, friends and listeners. Matt Silverman here, producer of Two Girls, One Podcast, and wanted to wish you all a very Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, all the holidays, and a very Happy New Year. We're taking the week off to enjoy some time with our families, but we wanted to share an encore episode, another one of our favorites. This is episode 42 about bronies. We had a lovely chat with Charlie Worthley, who is a brony convention organizer, and uh, it even blew the minds of this team who, you know, we thought we were pretty fluent in bronydom, but uh, apparently not. So please enjoy this encore edition of episode 42 of Two Girls, One Podcast, and we will see you in the new year. Two Girls, One Podcast is made possible by you, the listeners. And if you love the internet as much as we love talking about it, consider supporting us on Patreon. A lot of work and time go into research, recording, editing, and distributing the show. Contributing even one or two dollars per month is huge in offsetting our production costs. If you'd like to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash 2G1P. We'll keep making the show no matter what. But your support allows us to make it even better. Thank you so much for listening. And and enjoy enjoy the the show. show. You're listening to Two Girls, One Podcast, a show made by the Daily Dot. If there's one thing this podcast has taught us, it's that internet friendship is magic. And not that creepy Lord of the Rings magic, more like the whimsical nerd magic from that four-eyed wizard kid. What's his name? I'm sure it will come to me eventually. And now, here are your fantastic beasts, I mean hosts, Allison Goldberg and Jennifer Jamula. guys, I'm Jen. And I am still Allison. <laughs> Welcome to Two Girls, One Podcast. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> Allie, who are you and who are we? Uh, I don't know that I need to answer the first part, but we <laughs> have a comedy <laughs> show called Blogalogs. It's a live stage show. I know. So it's an antique. Uh, and we perform text word for word from the internet. So we take Reddit threads, Craigslist posts, perform them on, uh, on stage, and we come up with new characters and scenarios. So we really take it out of the box. Like if you read like the this little Reddit box. thread. Yep, yeah. we take a box, we tear apart the cardboard box, and, and we that's got a show. show. It's really kind of performance art. Yeah, it's yeah. really, yeah. yeah. It's you cool. tear apart the box. Um, and you just there, get you get it from Amazon. Prime shipping, two days, boom, you got a show. Come out of the box. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. Um, But Uh, from there, we began interviewing people behind the posts. We made that into a web series, Two Girls, One Show. And from there, we made this very podcast where we are just doing the interviews and talking to y'all. And you can watch that web series on (laughs) hoohaha.com. Yes. Today, guys, we have an amazing topic um, that is a little old school in terms of the internet now. It's a classic. And you know what's crazy? We've been trying to find someone to interview about this for a long time, and it kept not working out. I know. I thought, personally, we might have been blacklisted from the community, but we'll talk about that in a second. Let's tell them why. Tell them why. All right. Well, today, guys, we're interviewing a brony. And if you're not familiar, it is a person who likes uh, is a fan of My Little Pony. An adult we, male fan yes, of, Matt, today, of the kids' cartoon, My Little Pony. That's right. So Allie and I got interested in Bronydom a while ago. We pre- performed a post in Blogalogs uh, called Bronies Who Want to Hug Ponies, Both Sexually and Non-Sexually. It was from a brony forum. We made it into a rap, took it way out of the box, and it actually ended up being like an empowering rap with a backup dancer. Um, it was really, really fun to perform. You mean me? <laughs> 
I mean, you were the backup dancer, yes. You were excellent, by the just, way. It's just me and you. Thank you. Thank you. If, I, know, I, I make really it sound my... like there were 20 people on stage. <laughs> you know, this backup dancer. It we was Allie. It at the Tony Awards. It was Allie. Did you, did you guys see it? Uh, it was at the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We had a float. It was me. <laughs> my face. Um, cool. I just love that... Uh, the forum itself that it's called bronies who want to hug ponies both sexually and non-sexually and we read it and it was like it was like they were proclaiming their brony pride and there was something almost rhythmic about it and so we were like let's make this rap i love yeah. my pony costume it's one of my favorite po- my favorite costumes girl you look good in that costume you know thanks girl i love a tutu and a wig <laughs> So we performed that and then uh, we, for our web series, Two Girls, One Show, decided that we would really wanted to interview some bronies, found out that BronyCon in Maryland was coming up at the Baltimore Convention Center, 10,000 bronies, decided we had Ten to go there. 10,000. 10,000. Can you even fathom that many people all in one place decked out in these pony costumes? We couldn't. Uh, so we went. We got brony t-shirts. They said hashtag brony on them. Uh, we had we hired a cameraman who also filmed The Wire. <laughs> it was like he did The Wire and brony got with Allie and Jen. Our lives are weird. I know. He did The Wire. He was a camera he person, was a cam- on the a wire? person on The no, Wire. No, yeah. no, he was a location scout. Oh, oh, okay. oh, I forgot that. Okay. Okay. Anyway, we had a really amazing... Well, we had a night and a day, right? The night was like a pub crawl, a pony... What was it called? A pub trot? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. You're correct. That's great. Factually true. Fact uh, fact check me. Okay. Uh, We interviewed a series of bronies, and then the next day was the convention. And when we got to the convention, we went inside the convention center, started doing these interviews, and lo and behold, we got pulled to the side, and somebody said, do you have press passes? Now, we've been trying to get press passes, right? Ali, we We were actually And no one in response. So we were like, oh, my God, we're getting kicked out. We've only been here five minutes. We're getting kicked out. But actually, they just escorted us downstairs and gave us press passes. They ended up being the nicest people in the world. We got it all on film. It was a dramatic moment, but they did give us press passes so we could attend all of the events. Um, And we saw everything. Yeah, we did. Yeah. What did we see? What, so we, we saw went to- bronies dancing. We saw a panel with psychologists talking about like the yes. rise of bronydom and the different like political and social factors, which, right. yeah, is interesting because that was already, we went to that like two or three years ago and now the world has changed so much. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, oh, there's overlap with furries. So that was when I think I met my first furry. Oh my remember god! Remember the guy? He it was Applejack. He was in a big yellow. Uh, I remember. Suit. He was drinking a bottle of water through his furry costume, right? Yeah, I had to help. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I helped him with his water. And also, he told us about how um, he met his furry roommates on Craigslist, and they throw furry parties. And none of this was surprising. I just loved it all. No. Is it correct that they that people were telling us that a furry costume at BronyCon would be like the full expression of being a brony, or no? I don't know. I don't know. I can't we can't speak to that, that question for you. I think there's just overlap up. in the communities, right? Because if you love bronies and you like fursuits, then you wear a My Little Pony fursuit. That's right. Would a brony who dresses as a pony consider himself a furry or, or would they make a distinction there? The I guy think we talked to was like, I'm both. Yeah, I'm a furry I'm and both. a brony. Okay, yeah, but is that both. just him saying I'm both and would the average brony identify as a furry? I think the problem, Matthew, is that there's no real good way to combine those words. Broery. No, no one can sure. Do it. No one Frony. can do it. And therefore, I guess I'm trying to say, is it, I'm, I'm is it a Venn diagram? I'm you, Matthew. Oh. <laughs> is it a Venn diagram? I think, I think so. 
with a little overlap in the middle. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling it is however you self-identify. Whatever you th- whatever you say goes. Sort whatever of. you want to yeah. be, girl, you're going to be. Exactly. I don't, I, don't um, I don't know. We did we did see some kids at the convention, but for the most part, it was all adults. It was mostly men, to be said. Um, we oh, but met- we did see that one woman who then sang the My Little Pony theme song for us in, in Klingon. Klingon. That's right. <laughs> she was oh, So many adventures. So many adventures. So I just love many. going to everything. We should go to some more cons just to like interview people, hang out, walk around. Yeah, I feel like I learned a lot and there was a huge social component. We did not make any friends though. Um, I, so I think we failed on that part. <laughs> <laughs> Jen, do you think the cons, like if we started just going to cons, do you think a lot of them are pretty similar or not at all? No idea, Matt. Do you have any idea about that? I know you must go to some cons. I, well, my favorite <laughs> thing about my favorite thing about this is that there's a con for everything, but yes. also mm-hmm. like in the in the corporate world. So like, wait, there's not a work, two girls one podcast con, and I'm upset. We about should it. we should make a con. Yeah, that that's uh, certainly profitable and a, a great use of everyone's time. <laughs> um, no, but like if you work in like the industrial lubricants industry, there's a con where like the biggest guy in this field is like, I'm going to give a talk about lubricants and. Everyone's like, I can't wait to hear this guy's talk. And I'm like, that must be the most boring shit ever. But like did, people did get psyched know, up about the um, con. No, no, that sounds really exciting. Also, because apparently there is a sport um, where uh, it's lube throwing. I don't know all the details yet, but it's like <laughs> who can throw the most lube the fastest into How a tub? You, what? You th- like throw it? Like, is it just yeah, in your I went, hand? I went on a few dates with this guy and uh, he turned out to be a mega dirtbag, but... His his old roommate, who he met on Craigslist, was a professional lube thrower, and in the so, lube throwing community, was very well known. So how does that work? <laughs> Did you get any more details? Do you take it out of the bottle? Like your hand is like full of lube. I said it didn't work out with him before I went to a lube throwing competition because now too. I don't know my way in. I gotta There's watch some videos. There's a lube throwing community. I mean, this is a show. Like what? This is Apparently, the next episode. You're right. You're right. All right, guys. So stay tuned. We'll leave it there because <laughs> this is going to happen. There. And you know if what? You are a guest, lube thrower. Let us know. <laughs> yes, please. And then uh, that guest will take me to a lube throwing party, just like our furry friend took me to a furry party. Amen. Yes. I'm confused though. So you take it out of the bottle and you just wing it and see like how far the Jen? lube goes. What? No, mm-hmm. save it. Save it. Save it for the podcast. <laughs> we okay, will answer these done. questions. Done. Done. We will answer these questions at a future time. For now, but it is real. We there have to a- take a break. Oh, Matt. All right. But we're going to answer a different kind of question because it's trivia time. Ooh. That was a pretty good segue. What do you think? Yeah, you're give getting a B. better. A B? <laughs> All right, I'll take a B. I'll take a B. Cool. cool. Uh, this week's trivia is about bronies. That, I see what you did there. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I it makes sense. Connection. It's logical. Yeah. It's a logical connection. Um, okay. And I'm a little worried about this one because, like, you guys have, like, serious brony experience. You've been to the cons. You've performed material. You've done a lot of research. I'm worried you're going to know this answer, like, right away. Well, it's about we damn time. We better. <laughs> and we better get that fucking Trader Joe's gift card. <laughs> Sidebar, Trader Joe's has a podcast. One of our fans Sidebar, tweeted at us. It's IDKBFF Luna or something. Yeah, Catherine Febroni just shared that Trader Joe's has a podcast. Would you yeah. like to hear a clip of it right now? Oh my what? God, yes. Really? Yeah. yeah. You, want, you want to hear the Trader uh, Joe's podcast? I can't decide if you're fucking with us, but yes. I know. Yes, I hear, a, I hear a smile in your voice. Okay, do I it. do. I do too. Here's a taste of what's coming up on Inside Trader Joe's. <laughs> 
Why do you shop at Trader Joe's? Because you have the most variety. I actually remember you guys when you guys just had like nuts and cheeses. We actually sold sandwiches by the inch. And I always wondered, like, did someone say, like, give me an inch long ham on rye? There really are hundreds of thousands of wines available in the market. We carry about 500 in our stores. So we're tasting every day, literally every day. You know, there are people who work here at Trader Joe's whose job is to go out into the universe and find the foods we don't know we need. You know what I got to say about that? Nobody asks for an inch long. <laughs> Nobody. Wait, you just had that queued up for us? Yeah. I find the foods think- we don't know we need. I love that. Can, can their podcast sponsor our podcast? I think or we just, just do a crossover. Give us gift cards. Oh, I'm I'll sorry, go on guys, that show for sure. It will be a popular episode. <laughs> Don't tell Trader Joe, but I think our podcast might be better. Than their definitely. I mean, what the hell is that? Because our podcast is not about healthy Groceries. snacks. That's why it's, it's automatically better. Is that for real? That sounded like some like um, like waiting for Guffman shit. No, no kidding. No, I mean, assuming that Trader Joe's is not trolling the entire internet. Yeah, it's totally real. That was episode are. one. That would be like, amazing. Who is downloading that? Like, I love Trader Joe's, but I'm not like, you know what I want to do in my spare time? Learn more about Trader Joe's. I just Great, want their cor- food. Corporate podcasts are like a big thing, but it seems like you have to have the right kind of brand. And like you said, who is going to listen to like inside Trader Joe's? You know, inside I bet, baseball? You know, you know I bet a is? ton of people. I bet a ton of yeah. people. I don't it's know the who, people, but I bet a ton. It's the people who read the Fearless Flyer, the Trader Joe's Fearless Flyer. Sure. Ah. They make it appear like it's a fun magazine, but you start to read that shit and you fall asleep. <laughs> Allie, did is you ever read the Fearless Flyer? No, yeah, is that how you go to bed at night? Yeah, you know it. You knew that about me. I didn't even really know that the Fearless Flyer was a real thing. I've seen the signs for it around Trader Joe's and not really registered what the fuck they're talking about, but I know exactly what you mean. And I, um, there's a lot of things I'm processing a lot right now. <laughs> I, I get I get it in the mail, in the literal mail. Mm-hmm. Oh my so, God. Yeah. This, so many things are happening on this episode. I feel like it's the culmination of a lot of wants and needs. Yeah, it's everything. It's everything <laughs> oh, crashing together. Yeah. Well, all right. Back to trivia. Okay. Right. Oh, this is serious, okay. guys. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm ready. Let me put on my thinking cap. Get the thinking cap on. Today's trivia is about bronies, and it's a very simple question. Where did the brony phenomenon first originate? Oh, shit. We used to know this for sure. All right, let's hear the multiple choice. Meaning, you get multiple choice, meaning the term brony and the phenomenon of grown men uh, experiencing the show and starting to coalesce a fandom around it. Where on the internet did that happen? Here are your choices. One, or excuse me, A, 4chan, B, Reddit, or C, a popular bodybuilding forum. Oh man. I wanna say Reddit. I know it's the simple answer, but I'm going with Reddit. Ali, what's your reasoning for that? Do Do you have a recollection of that? We used to know the answer to this for sure, but it's been so long. But I, I feel like, and also 4chan is, does not feel fortunate. right. Yeah, it's a little. Uh, it's not friendship. B is magic. Yeah, it's not B. friendship. Is <laughs> magic down yeah. there? Yeah. Um, but bodybuilding. <laughs> bodybuilding would down be an interesting answer. 4chan. Yeah, I mean, as we I, all that's know, a lot, a lot of internet trends starts. starts yeah. Start there. Yeah. So, but I feel like Matt's kind of leading us astray with that one. I'm gonna go with Reddit. Let's go. All with right, B. we're both going with Reddit. We both That's win or we both fail. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. We will find out the correct answer after the break. And now a real advertisement in time for a 
Title, $500 slash 5,200 square feet, Jesse Consopolis slash John Stamos lookalike. From the world's number one sitcom-based real estate site, Craigslist.org. Uh, my fellow heterosexual friend and I are looking mm-hmm. for uh, a roommate. Mm-hmm. Heterosexual friend. That looks uh, similar to John Stamos. John Stamos. To uh, become uh, yeah, the Jesse in our lives. Mm-hmm. We're, uh, we're uh, two 30-year-old dudes, uh, both dudes. originally from the uh, south suburbs of Chicago. Chicago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I uh, recently had a daughter. And I'm relocating from New York uh, to move in with with my friend. Friend. My friend. friend. My friend. friend. Uh, friend. Uh, my friend. Uh, my, my, yep, uh, my friend. I think that's a really sweet idea. Like two guys moving in together to raise a daughter and they're looking for their Jesse. That, it's so like three men and a baby. Was John Stamos in that movie? Wait, wait you know it's also like Full House, right? <laughs> oh... <laughs> No, Three Men and a Baby was Tom Selleck and, uh... uh, Wait, uh, Jen, did you... Jen, did you not put together those full Well, you know, you know, what's different is that there were many children on that show, and there were a couple women. Jesse had a wife, right? Am I making this up? Oh, man. Hey, I have really exciting news for you, Jen. I'm an idiot. I was talking talking to my friend this weekend about our aspirations for television, and he said, you know what? If there can be a season two of Fuller House, you're good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought that was great. So we're going to make it. That's pretty amazing. But we're no, going to make, make it, it after all. Do, 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 do. Hey, if no. you ask me anything about the Mary Tyler Moore show, I will know the answer. Well, you're I going won't. way back then. That's, <laughs> I know. Uh, that's before our time a little bit. Even well, though she missed Full like House, but reruns. she's got Mary yeah. Tyler Moore. Matt, little known fact, I am 105 years old. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Right. So... No, no wonder you're so tall. Yeah. Yep. You just <laughs> keep, keep growing. growing with age. That's how it works. <laughs> I, I'm worried ah. that's bad advice because like Full House, Fuller House only got made on the power of this like, you know, kind of, you know, pretty campy 80s sitcom that was so major it was so big and then they can just make it again and even if it sucks it just prints money that's right, how but, here, that but, here, but here's the point here's the point right season two it got renewed right <laughs> season but that's one not... absolutely nostalgia everybody loves it blah 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 it's been renewed for a season two if they can get renewed for a season two we can do anything no i don't i We're think it means the opposite i think it means the opposite you know, i think you, it Matthew. means <laughs> fuck you jennifer jennifer are you with me we're gonna make it guys i've said this before i don't hear anything i would edit fuck, you out if i could fuck tv fuck tv okay fuck tv There's the internet oh wait what fuck, fuck the, inter- the internet i'm saying don't wait internet? for tv to like shower you with uh yeah but it's on netflix fe- that's the internet <laughs> yeah yeah but... there's no difference really these days yeah um, i don't know what you're talking about but also, we're gonna we edit just... you out later Matt. yeah Ali, we... i'm working i'm working on my confidence and thinking big if this crappy thing can be on tv then we could be on tv <laughs> but guys it's, it's crappy, like, but it like, has tv like... is crap most had... tv is crap it had an amazingly popular series to exactly. back it. it had all that nostalgia we got none of that Right, that's what I'm saying. Guys, yeah, we I got these. Oh, all right, oh I'm back. man, <laughs> she's and we're back. back. Cool. Do you guys uh, want to know the trivia answer? Yeah, Fuck I do. Yeah. 
I diddly do. <laughs> it was a very simple question. Where did Reddit. the term and the fandom of Brony originate? Where on the internet? Your choices were A, 4chan, yeah, yeah, B, Reddit, C, time. I'm just recapping for the listeners. In case they like tuned in, in case they're listening to this on the radio or the television and they can't rewind. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, A, 4chan, They're listening B. on the television, definitely. <laughs> B, Reddit, say, you don't know. It could be smart TV. Could be a podcast app on there. You don't know. On the record players. On the record players. <laughs> what are those things called? Uh, because they just flipped over the record and uh, they didn't catch it up. Yeah. Uh-huh. Gramophone. All right. For gramophone. <laughs> A4 Chan. I'm doing Morse code. <laughs> oh, I thought you were. Ta- I thought you were tap dancing. <laughs> no, don't Morse code. Okay. All right. Wait. Tap it out. Tap out the message. Send. Trader Joe's gift cards. Oh, I'm not doing oh my God, it. You nailed it. Oh my God, I'm yeah, really good at this it. stuff. <laughs> You're a Morse code wizard. <laughs> a, 4chan. B, Reddit. C, a bodybuilding forum. Where did bronies originate? You guys both, you, you stuck with uh, a co-answer. We stuck B, together. You both said Reddit, which is you a terrible I strategy. Even, I don't even, no, I don't even care if we fail because you know what? We were together. You went yep. down together. <laughs> Same. Not even kidding. I like it. Well, right. friendship is magic, right? Exactly. Boom. The correct answer is A, 4chan. <gasps> well, fuck if you. If you can believe it. Fuck wow. you. <laughs> Your Tell reasoning is, you is sound. Your reasoning is sound. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's not where fun, pretty things happen. <laughs> With pastel f- colors. Pastel colors don't happen in 4chan. But apparently it's sometimes. a fascinating story. Uh, according to a few profiles and discussions of the origin of the community and the memes that, that originated from it, uh, the New York Observer, Jezebel, and of course, Know Your Meme, uh, they digested this sort of discussion of My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, which is the, um, the reboot or the reincarnation of My Little Pony, as we know. Um, people were discussing it on 4chan uh, in two contexts. One, uh, they were m- basically making fun of it and also saying, oh, this show just exists to sell Hasbro toys. They're just rebooting a show from the 80s for nostalgia. And everyone, not everyone, but like people on 4chan were like ridiculing it. And so it, the discussion got to such a height that uh, some users were like, hmm, I'm actually going to check out a few episodes. And so they started watching and they were like, hey, this show's pretty good. And they started posting on 4chan. This was on uh, slash CO, which is 4chan's um, cartoon uh, board. I guess there's a board dedicated to cartoon culture and, and shows and stuff. People were saying, oh, this show's pretty good. I'm actually into it. It's really fun. I'm really starting to watch it. And then that conversation spilled over to Slash B, which is the random board on 4chan, which is like the big place. Like if, if stuff's on B, then it's like, you know, it's part of 4chan culture. And there started to be like this, I wouldn't call it a war, but it started being like this, these fans who were really into the show. And then the rest of 4chan being like, you, you suck, get out of here, you know, uh, yelling at them. And they sort of said, hey, we need a name for ourselves. And the, the term brony was was coined or born out of from the community itself. Uh, they labeled themselves bronies and got off 4chan and started bronyism or bronydom. And, and the rest is history. Like a pony, they rose from the ashes of 4chan. Yeah. I mean, if it's going to go viral, it should start on 4chan, I guess. That, that make, it makes sense. We should put our shit on 4chan. <laughs> I know. I, I gotta, wouldn't advise it. We got to get on 4chan. <laughs> we got to get on television. We got to get on 4chan. Yep. I think one will feed the other. <laughs> I don't know 
which I way, know. but we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> Guys, I'm so excited to talk to our guest. Me too, because we really have been trying to, we thought like our first episode was going to be bronies and we kept contacting bronies. Well, the sort of funny story that I do kind of want to share is the guy who was like, I'm really busy with the next season release. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was like too busy to talk to us because there's a new season coming out. Right. It couldn't anyway. take 45 minutes. Yeah, but we're very excited about our guest today. We are talking to Charlie Worthley. He is the chair of a couple different My Little Pony conventions all around the U.S. and a brony. Welcome, Charlie. Hi, thanks for having me. All right, Charlie, we'd love to just hear from you first. What is a brony? (laughs) Um, uh, Basically, a brony, succinctly put, as best as I can say it, is just somebody who is typically male, but not necessarily, um, uh, but is a fan of... uh, generally speaking, the newest uh, current generation of My Little Pony, uh, subtitled Friendship is Magic. Um, there are some females who identify as bronies, um, but you sometimes will get some females that prefer to call themselves Pegasisters, is sort of the female equivalent of that. But uh, generally speaking, yeah, it's just typically male adolescent fans of My Little Pony. How do you feel about the term honey for the female lovers? I think that you should make that a thing. <laughs> um, uh, I think it's a little little too far away from the family friendly vibe I try to go with yeah. um, but I, I can know. definitely I want to <laughs> I want to like reappropriate ho <laughs> I can definitely <laughs> see some people taking that on I mean I you can you call me honey for the duration of this interview I'll you know what uh I'll, I'll do, do it the for best y'all. I can how about that okay perfect <laughs> thank <Thanks>. you <laughs> Um, we've had a few women tell us that they prefer to be called bronies to pegasisters is there a difference between those terms um, you know, the, the best, my best understanding really when it comes to that is there are some that see brony as being a, um, a, a male centric term. And then, you know, so for, for those who prefer, you know, to not identify by a male centric term, it's just Pegasister is just the equivalent that they prefer to go with. I think that's really all it is. Got it doesn't it. have the same ring to it though. You know what I mean? It really doesn't. I guess this sounds doesn't really quite roll off the tongue as well, no. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't. All right, well, I'm going to keep thinking of other terms. So can you tell us how you got involved in the fandom? Sure. So um, the uh, so so first, how I got involved in the show. Um, I, uh, I I'm an IT nerd. I you know I work on yeah, I live on the internet for a living. And so um, back yeah, in, we I really could have around... used you a few minutes ago when we didn't have <laughs> any internet. issues, guys. Sorry, right, yeah, I, I wish I could have been there to help. Um, but uh, uh, it was I think this was about 2013, and the term brony just was starting to float across my my social media radar. And so I was just generally getting curious as to what this whole thing was about. Whenever something gets popular on, uh, you know, uh, on the internet, especially with like social media and like nerd culture and pop culture, I, I always, you know, like like to check it out just to see what the big deal is. So, so I was on the verge of checking it out intentionally when uh, I happened to be channel surfing one day and I landed on an episode that was airing. And um, for anybody who's listening uh, that is familiar with the show, it was the Hearts and Hooves Day episode, which is the uh, equestrian equivalent of Valentine's Day. And um, I, I landed on this scene with these two ponies and they were on a date and one of them was only speaking in uh, yups and nopes, uh, so yeses and noes. It's just completely monosyllabic on that way. And just the 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 interchange and the interaction between them, I, 
I just found it to be hilarious and I didn't really understand why. And so I said, okay, I kind of need to know what this is all about. Uh, and then so I pulled up the first season, which happened to be on Netflix. And from there on, it's a very common story of, uh, well, I watched the first episode, which was a cliffhanger. So then I had to go watch the second episode and then uh, I, I was just hooked. And then I just binged the rest of the season. And I just found it to be, uh, and do still find it to be, just a very charming uh, show. I mean, you know, the fact that it's animated and the fact that it's, you know, about cartoon horses, I mean, is is sort of, in addition, it's aside from the fact that they're just really well-rounded, developed characters. And it's, you know, it's 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 definitely meant to be a kid's show, right? Like, it's definitely meant to be a show for, you know, uh, kids, predominantly, probably little girls, although they've stepped back from that a little bit in the, in the recent years. You know, so it does still have, like, the moral of the, of the story every week kind of, you know, kind of a deal going on, but it's not so cookie-cutter as a lot of the other shows that try and do the same thing. The uh, the stories that it tells and just the, um, you know, the, the the lessons and the morals of each of the stories, they're, they're, they're just more interesting and more cleverly done, I think. And, uh, so, so yeah, that's what originally got me into it. The, the pop culture references that they sneak in there all the time. Like, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but they've had um, ponies in there that are like the dude and the rest of the crew from the Big Lebowski. <laughs> um, they've had ponies in there from, uh, gosh, what else? Uh, a couple of characters. They're usually like in the background, but like um, Doctor Who, basically Doctor Hooves has, uh, has essentially been in there. Uh, a couple of the ponies from uh, Bioshock Infinite, a video game that came out a couple of years ago. Um, just a whole a constant pop culture references rick and morty ponies were in the one of the more recent episodes which caused a big stir um but uh but yeah so that's how i got into the show well i was gonna say that signals to me that the creators are extremely aware of the huge fandom out there and that they're writing for adults sometimes as well don't they attend the conventions and get to know people Oh, they do. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I've, you know, at the various conventions that I run, I've, I've, uh, the, the ones I've run and the ones I've just attended, I've met many of the people that are, that, uh, that work on the show and they are absolutely aware of, um, of Baronies and, and what they do and, um, how involved they are and everything like that. So the, the, the constant pop culture nods are absolutely, I would say done with, um, as sort of a hat tip, you know, to, uh, to the Brony mm-hmm. fandom for sure. Something that was interesting about your story, because uh, Jen and I have actually uh, been to BronyCon, which is a whole other story, but uh, we hear a lot that it's like half the community seems to have gotten into it through hearing the term brony first and half got into it through the show. And it sounds like you heard about the term, then found the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. In terms of a lot of the people that I've talked to um, that I'm friends with in the community, I, I sort of came in later than a lot of others. Um, you know, the uh, I wasn't around for the formation of the fandom, like you know, back at the you know, back in the very beginning, like in the first season. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it really just depends on, you know, just when it went across your radar um, in terms of uh, you know, what your reason was for getting into it. Yeah. And why do you think adult men are so drawn to My Little Pony? So this is something that the people have asked me a lot. And I don't think anyone has ever really been able to really nail down the reason of why bronies became such a thing. The best that I can describe it is it's the timing of the show was sort of a perfect storm with a bunch of just things were happening in society at the time like um just the rise of you know female empowerment and everything that you know, all, all, everything that goes along with that, that that you've been seeing in culture for the last few years to just sort of a 
bigger, uh, more attention and just a more focus on um, people that have um, cognitive disabilities of various kinds, whether it be social or, um, you know, like, you know, whether it be autism or just any of those kinds of things. And I, th I think what sort of happened, it was just this situation where kind of the theme of the entire show is about friendship and acceptance and just like, it's for especially with people that sort of live on the internet in, you know, are, you know, don't really go out into society a lot at the time, I would say. The themes of the show, I think, struck a nerve with, with that group of people. It, it's you know it's it's really weird it's it's kind of hard to describe but they they were able to sort of form a bond around this idea of being accepted and being friends with other people like regardless and not judging and and all that and you know when when the term brony and just the fandom started to take off and everything they just sort of bonded together around this whole idea you know i, I wouldn't say uh, obviously not everyone but a, a pretty good majority i would say of attendees at the conventions are people that are not you know they, they were i don't want to it, it's hard to put this in a way that doesn't come across as disparaging towards anyone because they're all wonderful great people like they're some of the kindest people i've ever met um but um like myself i think a lot of them were the last pick for dodgeball kind of you know group you know what i mean and so um it's it's just something that we've been able to sort of bond around is um is is really the worst slash best that i think i can describe it did you watch my little pony as a kid no, not at all. And <laughs> kind of even more to the point, um, when when I did start to get into the show, my wife, she um, was like, I, I think it, I think it was after we watched the first season together, and you know she she got me a shirt that just was like had the word Brony and like a silhouette of Rainbow Dash on it, one of the ponies. And I was just like, oh no no no, I'm not I'm not a Brony. I'm not I'm not accepting. Yeah, I, I don't classify myself as that. I just like the show. It's fine. And then it was like a slow burn before I finally like wore the shirt one sh one day and she was just like, oh, so you're a Brony now? I'm just like, yeah, I guess so. So <laughs> <laughs> that's so cute though that she was encouraging, since obviously so many people are very judgmental of the community. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. Michelle, my wife, she's she's by far one of the most supportive people that that I've come across, and so um, yeah, she's she been very supportive. She she is she is fantastic, if I do say so myself. And um, but yeah, no, she's been super supportive in like all all the madness that um, uh, of the conventions and everything to the point where she's actually my guest relations director at most of the conventions that I run now. So oh wow, yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the conventions. How did you get involved in that? Are you organizing them? Yeah. So um, uh, currently, I am the convention chair. So um, basically, the person in charge um, for Ponyville Cider Fest in Milwaukee. That's our October convention, and then. Uh, Winnie City PonyCon in Chicago, uh, Chicagoland. Uh, that's our spring convention. That's Winnie because horse puns. Um, and Very then, cute. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> I, I can't take credit for the name, but thank you. Um, and uh, <laughs> and then um, I also vice chair um, High Roller PonyCon, uh, where we just had our first year uh, in Las Vegas um, a couple uh, a couple months ago. Um, Cider Fest, we're coming up on our fifth year, and uh, Winnie City next April will be our uh, fourth for that convention. So, yeah, I've got a few under my belt. Yeah, just a couple. So, how many bronies are attending these conventions? So, Cider Fest, we're expecting around 1,300, I want to say. And then um, Winnie City, the one we just had, uh, we actually had a huge attendance spike. We were up about 20%. We had um, just shy of 1,000. Um, just because that one's newer, it's uh, it's been uh, slower to catch up on the numbers. But, um, yeah, no, so they're, they're pretty close to the same size at this point. 
High Roller, uh, the one that we just did, that was a uh, smaller one because it was a first year. And um, Vegas sort of has a weird, bad history with pony cons. Um, but so that only only had about 400, but it's about what we were expecting. We'd love to hear about the dark and stormy past between Vegas and the ponies. <laughs> so um, there, there, there was a convention back, I think it was 2013, um, in uh, in Vegas. It was called Las Pegasus Unicon. And um, this one convention almost single-handedly ended brony conventions, like across the board, because of how much of a disaster it was. I was not there, so there's probably not a lot of, uh, there's probably, uh, you know, some better uh, storytellers out there uh, from people who were there. But my best understanding of what happened is the organizers of the convention, it's, it's I don't know if it's there's there's a i don't know if there's a consensus on whether or not they were just horribly inexperienced or if they set out to scam everyone from the beginning it's hard to i'm not sure if the decision has been made on that but essentially they invited basically everyone from the show way 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 more guests than they could have ever possibly hoped to afford um unless they were just going for the if you build it they were come mentality and just expecting everyone was going to show up uh, attendee wise well they didn't and they didn't have anywhere near enough money to pay let alone the hotel nor the guests or anything and so by uh, before the second the end of the second day of the convention they had disappeared with all the money just gone and <gasps> oh. um yeah it yeah and so Isn't Vegas we're used in- to that though people just running off with the money <laughs> you know it feels uh, very maybe Vegas there were probably some people that expected it just at some point but um yeah, the uh, what it basically came down to is uh, were it not for um, some of the groups in the community getting together and organizing fundraisers to try and at least get these guests enough money to like cover their own personal expenses and get them home, um, it's entirely possible that they would have swore off doing conventions. You know, it uh, so it was it was it was really a disaster. Um, yeah. Yeah, throw in another small convention that tried and failed to launch a couple of years ago. Um, uh, I guess it was actually just last year. But uh, but so between the giant disaster and then the just the failed start of the other two, just Vegas cons in general, people just sort of said like, just a lot of people expected High Roller to fail just because of um, uh, apparently running cons in Vegas is just not a good idea, or at least pony cons. But mm-hmm. um we did okay. So uh, we we have officially uh, broken the Vegas curse. Um, has been the has been the agreement there. So for people who have never been to these cons before, I'm not sure if they can fully envision the scale of what they're like. Just how amazing they are and and how well they're planned. Um, Allie and I were blown away. We went to BronyCon in Baltimore a few years ago, and there were ten thousand Bronies there and multiple panels throughout the day. People dressed in uh, full fursuits. You know, there there's just such a range of costumes and dance parties happening. It must take a huge amount of planning. Can you tell us how much of your life goes into planning these conventions? Um, my, my joke is I'm either at work or I'm at home working on the convention or I'm sleeping. <laughs> That's, okay. uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. Um, the uh, now fortunately I, I certainly am not going to even attempt to take all of the credit for uh you know for the convention i have uh you know amazing staff of people that helps me put these things together so um you know it's uh you know, i am i may be the captain but i couldn't do it without my crew for sure um <laughs> yeah no it's it's a considerable amount of time and effort and um, you know over the years like i've managed to streamline some things and templatize some things to kind of like you know make certain processes easier and you know not not as time consuming but even still i mean especially for a first year 
WonderCon. I mean, like coming up with all you know all the uh, you know original things from scratch that you can repeat going forward. But especially for first years, it's 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 a stupid amount of time. Especially because I'm apparently a glutton for punishment, and I'm also the PR director for these cons. So on top of just running the <laughs> ship, I'm also uh, directly involved with social media, um, the website, um, you know, the the convention book. Um, I don't do any. I don't draw myself, but I you know I put together like I arrange the graphics that we use for like all of our you know guest announcements and all that stuff so uh it, yeah it's it's a lot I, I keep myself very busy so uh, can you tell us about some of your favorite panels and events at the cons sure so um the uh i, I would say that the, the highlights are almost always like the guest of honor panels um like it, typically every day there's the one big panel where you have like you know all of the actual people from the show that you brought in whether it be voice actors or um the production crew um you know uh, artists and directors and so on and so forth that you have and you have them come down and they you know they do the big guest of honor panel uh, on each day of the convention uh, which typically is friday to sunday um Usually, the second half of these things um, is just general Q and A, so people in the audience can ask them questions. But um, the uh, the first half, at least with my with my shows, we always try and do something fun and different in each one. Sometimes we have like blind script readings of like uh, you know fan written quote unquote episodes that you know will never be official, but basically they do a reading. So it's like it's almost like an exclusive unofficial episode that only people at the convention get to hear. And then uh, we have games and just like all sorts of different things to uh, you know, embarrass the guests and entertain the attendees with. And so those are always fun. The concerts are always crazy. Um, you know, the, uh, there's a stupid amount of talent music-wise music in the fandom, both like, uh, you know, performing like, you know, with instruments musicians and also like DJs and producers and things like that. And so the concerts are always, uh, always a blast to see. There aren't a lot of panels that don't go over well with Elisa, you know, some of the people there. Yeah, there's a, there's just a, a lot of really good content, a lot, a lot of really talented people in the fandom. So, Charlie, we met some military bronies when we were at BronyCon interviewing mm -hmm. people, and I was just curious if you know anything about that particular group of people and or what other subsets of bronies are within the larger bronydom. Well, the military bronies, I would definitely say, is is one of the bigger ones. They, uh, um, you know, having not being in the group myself, um, I can't really speak to what they do aside from what I see at conventions. But um, yeah, there, there's there's definitely a, a surprisingly high percentage of um, people that have served in various branches or services and um, who come out and um, are, are fans. Um, in particular, um, I don't know if they are directly associated with like military bronies, but there's a there's kind of a side group of that, which I think a lot of them were in this in were or are in the service in some way. But um, there's a group called Fire Team Harmony. These are folk that uh, come and they cosplay. Are you familiar with the Halo video game series? I've heard of it. I am not. So <laughs> I feel um, like Matt knows it. I, I am, <laughs> for the record, Charlie. Okay. I'm with um, you. So the, and I think a lot of our fans are. Yeah. So if uh, if you're not, uh, or maybe if it helps jog your memory, the main character from the Halo video game series is this guy. He just goes by Master Chief, and he's just this guy in this like olive green giant suit of armor. Like it's it's uh, you know if you saw the picture, you'd probably recognize it from various advertisements or whatever. But Fireteam Harmony is a group of uh, I believe mostly ex ex or current military bronies. Yeah, all the members of Fireteam Harmony, they all have like foam costumes that they've made themselves where they are, are styled after the uh, the Master Chief or other uh, you know similar characters from the video uh, the Halo video games, except they're all pastel colored and themed after ponies from the show. 
and um yeah it's just this weird crossover of like like you know like testosterone fueled video games and like pastel colored horses it's 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 hilarious and i love it there and they're, and they're great people too what do you think is the reason for that crossover well, I, 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 the, the, as the story goes, um, the guys were just hanging out, and one of them, uh, one of the main ponies in the show, her name is uh, Twilight Sparkle, and um, the the Master Chief, he is a Spartan, and in the in the video game, and somebody just, I, I don't know how it came up, but somebody just made the joke about Twilight Spartan, and it's it it, it just snowballed from there. It's just like, oh, we, you know, it, it just pretty much turned into, oh, we should do this. We should, you know, we should, you know, make foam suits of armor based on this and go to conventions and have fun. So I love a good pun, but I guess I was wondering if you, what, what are your theories on why, you know, men in the military are even stumbling upon My Little Pony and then watching it together? It seems, I mean, because it, it's very fascinating to us. It seems sure. like they're, you know, opposites in a way almost. Yeah, it's it's definitely um, a, an unexpected crossover, but um, the uh, I, I'm not sure if there's anything about being in the military or being in one of the services that lends to becoming a fan of the show more than anything else. But what I do think is a common thread um, is, uh, you know, the, the majority of the males that I've come across that are a fan of the show um, are also very much allies in the whole, um, you know, female equality and women empowerment and just all of the different offshoots of just that whole movement that's been building steam over the last couple of years. And you know, I can't say whether it's a whether it's an intentional uh, thing or if it's almost like just a, you know a coincidental thing. But um, you know, just the idea of sort of breaking down the boundaries between you know male stereotypes and female stereotypes, and um, I think uh, I think the majority of men that are into the show have had to go through the conversation of of somebody asking them why are you watching a show meant for little girls and so we've all had to at least take a step into you know having a conversation with somebody about gender stereotypes and and things like that and so i think some of these things like um you know the crossover of like a testosterone fueled video game like halo melding it with like you know colored pastel cartoon horses in a show meant for you know prep you know meant for kids i think is sort of helping with that conversation just like you know the the whole idea of you know getting used to something by exposure like the more the more stuff you have out there in the world in the ether of just people seeing like oh well, you know this is you know they're not supposed to like this but i guess they do like the more you see that the more it becomes normal for people to not for people to like things that you might not expect them to like in the first place if that makes sense so would you say that my little pony is helping combat toxic masculinity one bro at a time <laughs> I, uh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that tagline on my, uh, on my conventions from now on. Yes, I, I certainly hope that. That's, thank you, uh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> will you, I, I, will you uh, credit two girls one podcast? Jk, you can do whatever you want with it. Absolutely, you're, uh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Um, but yeah, I certainly hope that that's the case. Um, that's certainly part of my. Uh, part of my intention and my goal, like one of the reasons why I do what I do and part of, you know, why I'm involved in the things I'm involved with, um, you know, just, uh, just to help out things like that. Um, you asked me before and I, and we got sidetracked and I didn't quite answer the question at the time, but the reason I got into conventions in the first place is just because the first convention that I went to, um, it, it was absolutely 
be just being it was three days of being surrounded by the kindest most accepting most wonderful people i have ever had the opportunity to be around and i just left on a happiness high like you know how you, you can be around people in a bad mood and it puts you in a bad mood it's the same thing with with be, you know being around positive happy people and i just left in just the best mood i've ever been in and i just i, I was i was hooked i wanted more and so it was very short order before i got myself involved with like social media and photography and then just kind of just chipped away and worked my way up the ladder so you know you know to the point where i'm running the things now but but um, aside from just the happiness that I see that these events bring people and just having like, I know this is a loaded word with some people, but having a safe place for people who, you know, who want to be who they want to be and like the things that they like and dress how they want to dress and just, you know, express themselves however they want. Like that to me, it just, you know, it, it you know, it brings the heart feels and, you know, it just makes me really happy. But then the other part of it too is that. Um, I, I think I'm safe in saying that all of the conventions that that uh, of the pony conventions that have been have all partnered with a charity of some kind. Uh, one of the bigger events that you'll see at these conventions is um, a charity auction that they'll have to support whatever charity that they partnered with. And um, you'll get people donating everything from um, collectibles and things that they've had autographed to their own art or sketches or whatever, all the way up to like museum quality, like works of art, like the kinds of things you just haven't seen before. And these auctions have raised like probably like like hundreds of thousands of dollars for various charities uh mine in particular um we uh, for my last couple of conventions we've partnered with a charity based out of milwaukee called generations against bullying and their entire mission statement is just to go around to schools and have like presentations and assemblies and things like that and just try and eradicate um you know bullying to the best of their ability and so just with the with with the good i feel that that these conventions are doing to the attendees that come to the good that i believe that you know like the charities that we support are doing outside of them you know i just i, I know it sounds kitschy to say but i honestly think that this community and these conventions are helping to make the world a better place and i'm sorry if that sounds sappy but it's i don't have another way of putting it we <laughs> never like apologize it. We like for it. your sappiness we'll <laughs> i love it um, so you mentioned some well-developed characters in this series, and we know sometimes people dress up as the different characters at the cons. Can you talk about uh, who are your favorite characters? Do you have a favorite one? Can you talk about some of the well-developed female characters as well? Yeah, so the first one that comes to mind is a character um, that's newer as one of the regular members of the cast. Uh, her name is uh, Starlight Glimmer, and she is basically your quintessential reformed villain. Um, she was uh, introduced in the series uh, a couple of seasons ago as a villain. B basically, her whole shtick was that um, all of the ponies have uh, a cutie mark, like that symbol that's on their, you know, on their hip, on their flank, um, that basically donates, uh, uh, that basically uh, uh, represents whatever their talent is or their special ability or whatever and so starlight's uh kind of her whole shtick was that she didn't like the fact that everyone had this thing that made them special she thought kind of like everybody should be the same and so she was stealing ponies cutie marks and putting them in a vault and um so obviously that is not a good thing and so she, the, she was the villain to be taken care of in uh, in that particular episode um came back later and um had like a big showdown and when the you know the the ponies you know, the main character twilight basically showed her that you know every the thing that makes everyone special is is a good thing and it makes us all all better as a whole for everyone to have these you know unique abilities that we can use to help each other with and so on and so forth and so they they turned her around and brought her in to be uh one of the good people um however it's been a sort of a a, a nicely drawn out process of her like really becoming 
good um, because you know she she had end up end up having to go through this like several episode long arc of like kind of learning like how to be how to have friends and how to actually like get along with other people. Yeah, what did she learn? I I need to know. <laughs> Jen's very um, bad, and well, she wants to learn to be good. I need to make friends, so, guys. How can we help her? <laughs> so, um, uh, the so there was an episode essentially where Twilight left um, her behind, and she was supposed to um, have all these little mini lessons with like all of the other main characters. And Starlight decided that she was going to use her magic to um, kind of speed things up, and um, so that she could make these lessons more efficient. I guess you could say, and. Um, um, of course, things went badly because you know you know some things just can't be rushed, and um, so that was just, that's just one of the one of the cases where um, um, you know where she had like a little mini lesson that she had to learn. But now she's become yeah yeah her her character at this point has has progressed to the point where you know she's you know definitely strongly like one of the main characters and everything. And so it's just kind of cool for uh, to see. Normally with kids shows like this, they're just like one-off episodes. You could watch them in any order and it would be fine. But they have, you know, but in, in My Little Pony, like they have season long, like episode arcs where like, if you watch things out of order, like you won't know what's going on. And I think that's, it's, you know, that's also one of the- Wait, but how did she become good? What'd she have to do to get good? (laughs) Um, She was nice to people and she stopped stealing their special abilities. Don't steal. Yeah, I'd say stealing's pretty shitty. Yeah, don't steal. Don't steal. (laughs) Jen, I have a lot of things to give you back. Actually, I know. Don't rush. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. (laughs) BT Dub's been stealing shit from your apartment every time I come. Oh my god! All my forks. By the end of by the end of season two of this show, (laughs) Allie will finally become good. Just stop stealing. But you have to listen in order. (laughs) Yeah, you got to listen to the whole thing. Yeah, otherwise you won't see my journey. You won't see my journey. Charlie, who is who is your personal favorite character? Um, so my personal favorite is Fluttershy. Um, she is the shy, um, animal-friendly um, uh, one of the group, and uh, so I, I sort of identify with her just on like on her being in these conventions has brought me out of my shell a little bit, you could say. But um, just in terms of like even still like I'm, I'm the kind of person where like at a party like I'll be kind of sitting on the couch or like hanging out in the corner just watching like other people like go crazy and have fun like I'm more of an observer in, in that respect and then also just like the animal thing like I love animals I've got you know a bunch of pets and you know I love going to zoos and stuff like that and so um, sort of identify with her on that on that side of things do you have a brony name so okay so uh the the term that that is, pro- is probably what you're asking about is do i have an oc um and that is sort of the uh, uh somebody's original character so my oc his name is lucky hops um he is because uh, aside from being you know a, a massive brony i'm also a huge craft beer nerd and so um <laughs> the uh the the sort of the, I see the, what you the did there, of, and I like it. Uh, I like yeah, yeah. it. Mm, I've got so, it. I'm uh, with you. <laughs> so his cutie mark is a is a is a horseshoe with a hop, you know, in in the middle of it, and so. So do you have a tattoo? Yeah, I've been I've actually been wanting to get my cutie mark tattooed on me somewhere, probably just on my hip for the longest time. I just haven't done it yet. Do a lot of people do that? They tattoo their cutie mark, or they bring something, or how does that work? Um, I, I know a fair number of people that have pony-related tattoos. Um, a couple people have their cutie marks. A couple people just have tattoos of, you know, their favorite character from the show or whatever. Um, it's it sort of just varies. I wouldn't say there's a there's a rule or a theme or anything like that. Do you know anything more about what original character means? Where that term came from? Is it something from the show? It sounds like it means like who you are at your core or something like that. So what is that term? 
I don't think the term originated with the Brony fandom. Um, like I know other other people have come up with the, like OCs for like other fandoms before, like Sonic the Hedgehog, for example, is a really popular one for some reason. But um, it's uh, it, it it's it's more just about like coming up with your own character, like a character that is original that you that you created. Uh, most people. Um, I would say um, will sort of use that as like you know to make like an idealized version of themselves like just in horse form um, and are, you know, other creatures too there are other species in the in Equestria that, that people choose to uh, make OCs of but um, yeah sort, sort of um, a perfected idealized version of themselves I would say or you know or however they see themselves you know some people go crazy with like all sorts of weird color combinations and like you know very exaggerated features like you know some people or some people have like a unicorn but with a broken horn that's supposed to represent something or like a or like you know some people will be like an adult pony that never got a cutie mark and that means something or some people you know and or a lot of other people will just go like a more wait 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 what does it mean to be an adult pony who's never gotten a cutie mark what do you mean so so cutie marks are something that a pony gets like it's it's sort of like earns okay well yeah well it's it's not so much earning it it's just a matter of like at some point once you discover what your talent is you get it and so uh, it's 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 not so much like a rite of passage as it is almost like a, it's almost like a puberty kind of thing, kind of sorta. And so the idea of because you just said it like means something if you have an adult without a cutie mark. Well, what does it, doesn't, it mean? It it doesn't happen. The um, and so oh, you oh, know, oh it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Okay. Yeah yeah. Um, so yeah, the idea of um of a full grown pony without a cutie mark is like I don't think one has ever really been represented in the show. But you know, people mm. in their own like fan stories or whatever, they'll come up with reasons or your explanations behind why their OCs or whatever never got a cutie mark and you know they relate that to themselves somehow like maybe they feel they don't have any special talents of their own kind of a thing I'm getting way too Freudian here but um you know, that's sad yeah i mean like like i say you know the uh um i think a lot of the people that come to the conventions they're looking for friends and they're looking for friendship and you know people who are in that kind of situation who haven't had the best luck with um you know with you know social success or you know making friends or whatever they uh you know there are reasons for that whether actual reasons or imagined reasons and so you know some of these people you know uh, you know all, all the different reasons why people like might have a hard time making friends some, some of them maybe you know blame themselves for various reasons which they shouldn't um but uh, but yeah it's 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 just sort of that that kind of a thing i think at your next convention you should have an event where people without cutie marks come and they and and people with cutie marks come and they give people cutie marks i just said cutie marks uh, several times in one sentence <laughs> you know what i'm saying people don't have them they should receive them from others at the con don't you think that'd be such a my little pony thing to do we have something that's sort of on the, along those lines, which we just simply call a friendship meetup, and that's basically like if you, um, it's an event where um, you know if you are there and you want to make friends, like go there. Like it's basically like a singles gathering, but for friends and not not dating. <laughs> so it's kind of sort of the same idea. All right. Speaking of a singles gathering, Jen and I once found a website. I don't know if it exists anymore. Called Brony Mate, and it was for people who are bronies. To, is a dating app for sure. bronies. Does that still exist? How, what is? Do people feel the need to date other bronies? Like, tell us all about dating life in the brony world. Well, um, you know, I uh, I'm probably not the right person to ask that question because I came into the brony fandom as a Since, happily married yeah, man. We heard your <laughs> wife is like pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, we heard she's great. But um, you know, I think I think probably. 
there are companies that will come up with like you know clones of like their dating website for like you know whatever gets popular um along that kind of a thing and i i you know i you know i I definitely think the brony fandom is big enough to qualify for attention uh from you know from from people who are you know trying to do something on that angle you know again i come back to you for people that are trying you know that have a hard time making friends or making relationships having a place where you can bond over something that you're obviously you know both big fans of is uh is is a great way to connect with somebody and meet people so um you know i uh i I think it's i think it's probably a good thing um you know to give people a a way a place and you know to go i have no idea if the website is still operating or not i've seen ads for it on uh, you know on various sites but um you know, dating and having relationships and things like that in uh, in the fandom is, um, you know, has its you know more challenges than I think for the average person just because of all the things that I've mentioned. And so, like in my conventions, there are usually people that run like you know dating panels or like you know or, or you know basically like you know people coming there to like ask like well, you know questions about how to meet somebody and how to get in a relationship with somebody. Um, we tried doing a speed dating thing once, which did not work very well because it was not what it was supposed to be but um you know whenever you get a group of people together that are um you know where there's a higher percentage of you know people who have social challenges it's you know any tools to help Mm. those people out i think is good what are some of the biggest misconceptions regarding the brony community well i think probably the biggest one from people that um when it comes to the people that are the most like react the most negatively to the idea of a man being a fan of uh, you know my little pony it's probably the assumption of like oh well, this guy must be a pervert you know or something like that and i mean that just could not be farther from the case obviously there's exceptions to every rule there's bad actors in every community but i mean you know like i hope i've impressed like the vast 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 majority of the people that are members of this fandom are just super kind and accepting and nice people they might be a little socially awkward they might be you know a little weird but who isn't weird in some way or another you know just the idea that if you're a brony you're obviously some sort of you know deviant or uh or, or predator of some kind is is probably the most annoying misconception that I've that I've come across. Now we have seen some pony porn online. Would you say that that is a minority of the fandom? How do you feel about that? We also learned about the term clopping, <laughs> which is when you masturbate to pony yep. porn. And I'm not going to lie, I think it's a fantastic verb. I mean, that is really great. Yeah, clop is one of those things where, I mean, like it's rule 34, right? Like if it, if it, if it exists, there's going to be porn of it. Yep, rule 34. Yep. Mm-hmm. The, we know that rule well. That's the thing. And um, my stance is, you know, like... I have I have no interest in that. Like I'm 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 good. Like I just I don't need to see that. That's not why I'm in the fandom. But I'm <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> but I'm not going to judge anyone else for being into it. I'm going to let people enjoy the show however they want to enjoy the show. As long as it's not hurting anyone else, that's all I really care about. Um, you know, and uh, so I mean, it's definitely a thing that I'm aware of. Um, uh, all conventions have like a vendor hall of some kind. Um, but uh, like one convention, for example, has uh, has like an 18 plus only like vendor hall after a certain time that, uh, you know, that only features, you know, like you know, a mature art in, the, in that respect. And so different conventions deal with, um, you know, the mature side of the fandom uh, in different ways. Um, but uh, yeah, it's definitely something that I'm aware is out there. Um, 
yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Not sure what else there. What else I can say about it aside from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're good. Thank you for, for being now. open and honest <laughs> about that. Um, I feel pretty good, Lucky Hops. I don't yeah. know, Jen. Do you have any more questions? I'm just curious. We talked a lot about in-person interactions, which I think is awesome. What are some ways online that you stay involved in this community? We've uh, we uh, met somebody who like runs Equestria Daily, and like, what are ways that you just oh, kind sure. of keep up with people and what's going on in the community? Basically, like through the conventions and communicating, you know, communicating with people about the conventions are how I stay involved with the community. Like we have our own Discord, um, like where we uh, where people can come in, you know, and you know we talk. We have channels set up about you know you know different things to talk about. There, there's there's I think pretty much all the pony conventions have a Discord server at this point, and I'm in several of them. You know, uh, Twitter is is probably the other way where I where I keep in touch with people. Um, obviously, because of my uh, position with uh, with these conventions, you know, people uh, often have have questions or would like to make you know suggestions to me and so twitter is probably one of the places where that happens the most the uh i know you know there there's a lot of other ways that other people get involved with the community like you know being artists or like being fanfic writers or um or stuff like that i personally don't i don't have time to do any of that honestly yeah i mean i i think just the conventions themselves and all everything that goes along with that is where the where the bulk of my uh interaction comes from Cool. All right. Thanks for joining us. No, it's been my pleasure. Um, really happy that you guys invited me to come on. You know, after I got the initial email, um, I did uh, listen to a couple episodes um, on my own just to kind of get a, a feel for things first before I accepted. And um, like I listened to the furry episode, you guys did it. And then I've been listening to your recent episodes. And um, yeah, no, you guys have a great podcast and I'm happy to be part of it. Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Awesome. And I'm, I'm hanging out in the Discord. If you uh, Your guys' Discord, just in case you ever have any uh, follow-up questions that you want to ask me all right <laughs> that sounds good if any listeners want to shoot questions at me i mean like i field questions all day long from various people so i'm i am an open book great all right guys well pony up and get your questions in our discord discord.gg slash 2g1p <laughs> i just wanted so badly to make some kind of pony pun i really didn't have any i'm gonna get off my high horse now <laughs> oh man oh. Oh. well <laughs> see ya I loved that um, it was all about, you know, friendship is magic, which he didn't even say that tagline once. But He uh, did. He did at the beginning, though. Oh, I missed it. Well, it's a good thing there's two of us. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I hear about half of everything. You hear the other half. You hear all like the profanities. And together we have one podcast. I hear all the profanities. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe that's. Yep, I heard nothing till the very end of the interview. <laughs> In your brain, all you hear is like, fuck, fuck, fuck. That's <laughs> kidding. Charlie did not say that once, actually. No, I hear beep. Basically, for me, like the nice things are beeped out. And it's then, like a truck backing he, up in your head. Then when it gets dirty, then then I hear words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. No, no wonder you're so cynical. You only hear the nasty shit that everyone says. Oh, no wonder filter. I have so much fun. No, uh, but I liked that uh, he was also at the very end honest about uh, a bit of the dark side to rule 34, but that it is sure. a minority. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jen, I have so many questions for you that I wrote down oh my- during that interview. For me? Like now it's my yeah. turn to be interviewed? Mm-hmm. Into yep. it. Are you ready? All right, let's, yeah, let's do it. Okay, he talked about how he left the con with a happiness high. Jennifer, yes. what is your happiness high? Oh, Allie, wow. <laughs> uh, can, uh, does it have I have guesses. Like a- okay, uh, I'm just going to say something. I had a question to your question, but I think it's better just to say it. My happiness high is going to the farm. I thought you were going to say that. 
And you know, I know that sounds like a euphemism, but it true or like or something like it's I'm code language or something. For I don't what? know. Tell me what it means. Tell me what going to the farm means. Well, isn't traditionally like going to the farm, like going to a mental institution or something? Oh, like is, that? It? is it? I had no idea. Yeah, maybe I'm getting like shock therapy. No, but really, um, I go to a literal farm, <laughs> which I've talked about in the podcast before for a couple of weeks every summer and fall uh, to be with some other artists and like cook some food. And it's totally different than my life in New York City. So yeah, that's my happy place i'm buzzing for weeks after that like it's like i drank like 10 billion kombuchas and feel so happy um so ali what's your happiness high performing on stage oh that's a really good one too <laughs> i thought you were either gonna say performing or the farm yeah i think it's both okay now jen what would your oc name be oh god oh god ali that's gonna take a second did you think about your own by chance <laughs> no that's a hard one that's a hard one why don't why don't we, name Why don't each we other? give each other? Okay. Um, Matt, you can just um, cut out the dead air. <laughs> okay. Sure. Give us one Not second. It. Not it. Wait, I'm really close to yours. I'm really close. I have oh, half. Really? I have half. I have half. Um, you know, I think I need to also look at more My Little Pony names. I know. Me too. Um, to like even know. Oh, I know. okay. I have yours. Hold on. I need a second. Wait, okay. You don't have to have mine yet. Like still tell you yours because I'm impatient. <laughs> oh no, but like you, you will influence me hardcore. So I just need, I need like okay, 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 fair. Um, All right, okay, got it. Okay, yours is patience pony. Ooh, because you're patient, but also ponies, but also you love the farm. <laughs> I was trying to think of like a different farm animal, but I was like, ah, oh, just go with pony. So patience <laughs> pony. I love a good pony. I would call yours bacon smile. <laughs> I'm less pleased with mine, but also completely understand why you chose that. Completely I like understand. Bacon smile. It just feels like not a pony name, but like I, you know, I smile a lot and I well, love bacon. So I, thank you. Sure. Thank you for okay. knowing me. No, listen, yeah, no. I think it's beautiful. I think it's really accurate. And also I think you could have gone a lot fouler and you chose not to. And I appreciate that. The, the, bu the butchered corpse of a fellow farm animal is the name of, of your pony. <laughs> that <laughs> like bacon is really just seems, funny. Seems That's out really of place. funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess well, when like you put I, it like that, it's hilarious. <laughs> there's probably like pigs that are like are, you know, interacting with pony, talking ponies. I, I don't know right. the show that well. All right, Jen, uh, Matt, Jen and I are having a moment. Please step out. Um, Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Jen, what yes. would your cutie mark be? Or whatever you want, just like a symbol for your cutie mark. Mind you, I have no fucking idea what mine would be. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, now I do. It's just a slab of bacon. <laughs> I think it's a bacon, like, shaped into a smile. Um, oh, my God. You're right. Oh, my God. That's beautiful. Now it's I need a to bacon come up smile. Yours. Okay. <laughs> yours is a wheat stalk. Oh, I like that, too. Just blowing in the wind. Just blowing in the wind. <laughs> cool. Oklahoma. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You know what's cool about that? <laughs> if I get it tattooed on me, I can do one of those cool things. Like, what if I get it on my belly? Then I can, like, roll my belly so it looks like it's, like, blowing in the wind. <laughs> Definitely. I was going to say, put it on your arms and, like, wave your arms, but the belly thing's way better. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Well, Great. Ali, those well, were excellent questions. Thanks. What would my. Yeah, you're well, welcome. <laughs> I mean, I'm out. I don't have any more. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I want to ask, I do want to ask our, our listeners, what is your happiness high? Tweet us at Ali Gold and at June Boger. Yo, yeah, tell yeah, us well, what your happiness high is, your drug-free happiness high. Hi. Um, Allie, do you think friendship is magic? I think a good, real, solid friendship 
is magical. I think, unfortunately, friendships can be very complicated in the real world, but I think that a good friendship... I just said friendship. Friendship. <laughs> a good friendship is truly magical. That is, wow. Yep. What do you think? Yeah, I think so, too. And I, I think you're right that... Uh, yeah, like my best friends are, yeah, yeah, totally. It's complicated. It's not always good. It's like any relationship. Yeah, but well, I mean, because friendships can be very heartbreaking as well, but a good solid one is magical. Yeah, it, it uplifts your life. Um, mm -hmm. Matt? Yeah, am I allowed back you're, in? You're allowed, yeah, you're allowed <laughs> back okay, in. Okay, you're okay, allowed cool. back in. Cool. Uh, the patient's well, actually, pony has summoned you. I have summoned you. Can we give Matt an OC? Okay. Okay, let's do it. Okay. By the way, I wasn't asking you, Matt. I don't know why I summoned you back, but we're going to give you an OC. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll yeah, leave Matt, in. could you please step out of the room? Uh, shit, this is hard. This is a hard one. This is a hard one. Oh, um, okay, half, half. Okay. Ah, oh, shit. A couple different options. A couple different ways to go with this one. I know. I agree and, with you. I agree with you. I really want to discuss know, it with you, but he is still listening. I know. We don't know Matt as well as we know each other, but I feel like with uh -huh, both our knowledge uh -huh. combined, we'll, we'll come up with a good one. I'm really close. Like, there's two elements that I'm working on combining in my brain hole. Me too. It'd be better if my brain wasn't a hole. <laughs> well, why don't you just say what yours is, and I'll tell you what mine is, and then maybe we can combine no, our two. No, it's, but it's not together in a good name. Hmm. I'm embarrassed. What are the elements, Allie? Okay. All right. I'll just, I'll just tell you, and he's listening. Father. Yeah like father pony but that's bad and something with games me too those were the two elements i was thinking of <laughs> i know i know i know so then isn't a foal a bait like a baby horse it is it is it's a baby pony it's a pony um so, you know uh i don't i'm not sure also i don't really understand video games to be able to make an accurate pun <laughs> right either way i think i'm going to come out sounding like a it's priest like it's father. Like, I know, it's father gamer. <laughs> you sound like you definitely All touch children. <laughs> it's no good. Um, hey, hey, kids, want to have want to play a game? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not That's good. It. This is not a good thing. Uh, well, come, so come Matt's a pedophile. You know what? I think, we, uh, I think we're good here. I think our work is done. <laughs> All right, done. Um, yep. Pedopony. I feel great. <laughs> Pedopony. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm out. Uh, I'd love to hear from the viewer, the listeners. There's no viewers. You can't see us. I'd love to hear from the listeners what your happiness high is. I don't know. I got I got nothing else to say. I feel really good about this. I feel I mean, good about ending on uh, Pet -a Pony. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. I like it when you say I'm out. It sounds like you're just like mentally checking out. You're like, I'm, I'm literally not going to talk anymore. Yeah, I'm, done. I'm like, texting now. I'm texting. You're still there. <laughs> you well, know, guys, I'm tethered I'm in. I'm tethered. You. I've got some headphones. I'm tethered. I'm still but We're about you. out. Anyway, we want right, to hear guys. We want to hear from you. Uh, so as we said, you can tweet at us at Junebugger at Ali Gold. Uh, you can actually call us and leave us a voicemail. That phone number is 347-871-6548. That number again, 347-871-6LIT. You can email us and send us an old-fashioned letter um, at 2G1Podcast. Can you say that for me one more time? An old-fashioned letter. Thank you. Sure. No problem. 2G1podcast at gmail.com. You can also join our chat in Discord. And guess what? Charlie is going to be there. Probably. Charlie's in our Discord. Charlie, Charlie lucky hops, lucky hops. Lucky Charlie bit my finger. Hops. Yo, by the way, <laughs> I, I rewatched that. I rewatched that recently. Guys, it's still just as funny. Do you know what else? God. That reference made a lot of sense on a podcast entitled Two Girls, One Podcast. True. Um, Old school. 
Twoo. <laughs> Discord.com slash GG. No. Discord.com. No. Allie, what is it? Discord.gg slash 2G1 Pizzle. Just, no, that's not it either. Discord.gg slash 2G1P. And if you want to make a little con- a contribution, I, why can't I talk right now, guys? Take it back. It's really hard. Everything's hard right now. If you want to make a contribution to our podcast and keep this train running, um, you can If you want to help give Jen speech lessons, <laughs> please contribute to our podcast. I need help. <laughs> we need help. <laughs> Talking's really hard. That's why podcasters get paid so much money. I know. I think from being on the internet, I just talk in internet speak now all the time. Uh, so I you speak can- in all caps all the time. Everyone thinks I'm yelling, but I'm just speaking in all caps. <laughs> you can all go right, to friends. patreon.com slash 2G. Nope. <laughs> what yeah, the fuck is Patreon.com slash 2G1P. Yeah, you nailed it, Jams. Nailed it. You know all what right. you got to do? You got to find patience, patience pony. I know. I need I need some patience. All right, guys. We'll talk. To, I mean, yeah, we will talk to you next time. Because that's what we're doing. We're talking. You're listening. We're talking. That's correct. Bye, guys. Two Girls, One Podcast is hosted by Jennifer Tamula and Allison Goldberg and clapped into the sunset. Oh, I mean, edited by Matt Silverman in New York City. Additional editing for this episode by Logan Yari. Production assistance is provided by thepodglomerate.com. This show is a production of The Daily Dot, the number one source for in-depth reporting about life on the internet. Be sure to smash that like button when you see 2G1P at any fine podcasting establishment. Great news! You can listen to new episodes of Two Girls, One Podcast one week early. What is this sorcery? Just download the free TuneIn app and fire up Two Two Girls, Girls, One Podcast to get fresh episodes one week before your loser friends. Uh, your friends are so lame for being one week behind. I know, right? Wait, what's the catch? There's no catch. Tune in lets you listen to awesome podcasts. Like ours. One week before anywhere else. Absolutely free. Oh, dude. The next episode of this show is probably already there. Yo, this is some freaky time traveling shit. I'm going to listen to next week's show so I can find out what we're going to say. Technology is weird. The Podglomerate, a sonic universe.